It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams. It's the opening week of the NFL and it's brought to you by Mac Walden. Mac Walden is a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mac Walden, guaranteed, hands down, is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Go check it out because they're giving us an awesome promo code to get you guys a 20% discount over at MacWalden.com. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOCKEDON. It gets you 20% over at MacWalden.com. Appreciate them sponsoring the opening week of the NFL here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, we are so excited to finally be here. We've got a great show for you guys today. I'll explain where I was yesterday. I was flying back. Thought I had a great chance to get a Monday episode up, but LAX and Chicago O'Hare said, no, that's not the case. So I'll tell you that story in the second segment. We're going to introduce to you your 2019 Rams final roster. We're going to talk about the breakdown of that. We're going to talk about some new players. We're going to talk about some moves to the IR. We're going to start looking ahead as we have our crossover tomorrow. We're going to be joined by Bill Rossetti from Locked On Carolina Panthers as we take a look at that week one matchup out in Carolina. He'll be joining us tomorrow and every Wednesday we'll be doing our crossover series. So don't forget about that. So welcome in everybody to the 2019 season. If you guys are brand new listeners, I appreciate you coming in and stopping by listening in. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. Hit the subscribe button. It's going to be a fun year. But with that, now your Lockdown Rams lead story. I'm Bear Motter, and the Rams have made it official over the weekend. 90 to 53, plus 10. We've talked about it for months now, but Sean McVay has finalized his roster. A lot of interesting moves across the NFL on cut day. A few stories to talk about here in Los Angeles. No big names, no shocking cuts. Uh, but there were some decisions where the coaching staff went one way over the other. We'll talk about that, how it all kind of came together, and really starting to turn this page and getting ready for Carolina because it's a quick turnaround from decision on a team to flying across the country and taking on Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. So we're going to start here by going position by position, breaking it down, and then we'll kind of take a deeper look into each one of these decisions. The Rams at quarterback, no-brainer, Jared Goff, Blake Bortles, stick with two quarterbacks. Here's one of your first interesting stories of the roster breakdown. At the running back position, Todd Gurley, Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, end of story. The Rams decide to go with three running backs, which was a cause for a little bit of debate online, whether if that is a sustainable option moving forward. And we'll talk about that through this podcast and probably throughout the rest of the week. John Kelly was that fourth running back. He ended up finding his way onto the practice squad, and we'll continue to break down the practice squad for you guys as we continue on here on the show. Moving to wide receiver, there was kind of a feel that the Rams would go with six wide receivers. They've done that in the past. Uh, this year, they went with seven. Three running backs, seven wide receivers, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, Mike Thomas, Robert Woods, 
Nasimba Webster and Jojo Natson. And I say Nasimba Webster with a little extra oomph in it. He was a fan favorite during the preseason. Wasn't sure if he was going to make it. There was also Kaderil Hodge on this list. He didn't even make it to the practice squad, was picked up. We'll talk about the players that moved on as well as we go throughout this. But Nasimba Webster played himself onto this roster. Another Eastern Washington product that finds his way onto the roster. Jumping over to the O-line, they went with Brian Allen, Austin Blythe, Jamil Demby, Rob Havenstein, Joseph Noteboom, Andrew Whitworth, David Edwards, and Bobby Evans. You can also add center Coleman Shelton to that list. That move came after Justin Lawler, who initially made the list, but we all knew he wasn't playing. He was going to be having surgery, was put on IR, and made a space available on the 53-man roster. The Rams went with Coleman, another University of Washington product. I think that makes five now on this roster, and four Eastern Washington guys. That's a lot of Washington colleges. Pretty interesting there. But Sheldon landed with the Arizona Cardinals out of Washington back in 2018. I think the big plus for him, addition-wise, just like Aaron Cromer loves, he played all five positions back at Washington, even though majority of the time was spent at center. I think he's a true center is where he'll feel most comfortable and really the reason why he's on this roster at this point to get some depth at that center position. But we knew the Rams were a little bit concerned about that O-line depth, so this move isn't too surprising, but it was one of the only additions we took on from the outside world. Obviously sitting so far down on that waiver wire as players were released, we didn't have a great opportunity to get a lot of these guys, but this was one of those positions. They want to make sure they had some extra depth so Coleman, Shelton, welcome to the squad. So just recapping that O-line, that makes nine O-linemans on the 53-man roster. As we move it over to the tight end, they keep three. Pretty obvious in what we felt there. Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, and Johnny Munt is the third option there at tight end. This was a story we kind of were talking about leading up to this decision that Johnny Munt probably had the inside track. Blanton does find himself on the practice squad but they carry three. That's what we knew they were going to do. Johnny Munt was that third guy. Now flipping it over to the defense, looking at the D-line. They keep six. Michael Brockers, Aaron Donald, Sebastian Joseph Day, Tanzel Smart, Greg Gaines, Morgan Fox. That is it on the D-line. It wasn't more than a week, two weeks ago. We had John Franklin Meyer sitting at the one position as a starter. I would put him as one of the bigger surprises as far as cuts. He was a fourth round pick last year, had a sack in the Super Bowl, looked to be one of those guys that you thought was going to be around the team for a long time, a young guy that had some upside. Something wasn't there that the Rams liked. They had some better opportunities on the D-line, they thought. Again, you got to pick certain positions to keep one less than you want to to be able to keep that seventh wide receiver or that extra O-line guy. They felt good about where they are with the with the D-line. Obviously, Aaron Donald helps that decision and uh, guys like Michael Brockers. Sean McVay talked about Tanzel Smart and what he's done as far as the consistency, and they really feel they can trust him at that position. Morgan Fox, a guy that showed some flash in the preseason to show what he could do. I think they really liked him from the beginning. Those guys edge out John Franklin Myers. Don't feel too bad for him, though. He found his way onto a roster over with the Jets, so he's already moved on and looking to play some football this coming Sunday. As we go to that second level of defense, we're looking at linebacker overall together. They took nine Inside linebackers, Corey Littleton, Bryce Hager, Traven Howard, Troy Reader. Troy Reader. Huh. A name you don't hear there is Dakota Allen, another fan favorite, another bear favorite. The Rams kept Samson Ibukum, Fowler Jr., Natrez Patrick, 
Obo Okoronkwo, Clay Matthews, and Justin Lawler. We explained to you that Lawler situation earlier. He's been placed on IR. The Rams wanted to wait to make that move. This is, allows him to be able to come back in the eighth week or later. Uh, may, he may not be healthy, may not be ready, but at that point, uh, they didn't have to shelf him for the whole year making that move. So they allowed him to be on the original 53 and then placed him on IR Again, that allows him to return after week eight. Excited to see Oboe making this roster healthy finally, looking productive. I'm really curious to see what he can contribute from the edge. Samson Ibukum had some monster games last year, then had some where he kind of disappeared. I think looking for a little bit more consistency from him, but the upside is really good. We knew the rest of the guys, Fowler Jr., Clay Matthews were no-brainers, so uh, no surprise there. As we go into the Next segment of the defense, and you're looking at cornerback and safety, the secondary together combined 11 pieces of the roster come from there. Cornerbacks, Troy Hill, no brainer. We just signed him. Marcus Peters, Nikel Roby Coleman, Akib Talib, all no brainers. Darius Williams, congratulations, my friend. You made the football team. David Long Jr., they spent a pretty high pick on him this last year. They're really excited about him. Makes the roster at safety. Eric Weddle, John Johnson III, Taylor Rapp, all no-brainers. Marquise Christian, kind of a no-brainer. Sean McVay and Wade Phillips, big, big fans of Marquise Christian, and find a way to get him in the ball game and contributing on this 53. And then Nick Scott, the late-round draft pick, safety. Again, a guy that can play special teams. I think that's really how he found his way out of the roster, but could be another future part of this secondary. So uh, Nick Scott, congratulations. And then at our special teams, the biggest no-brainers of all no-brainers, Johnny Hecker, Jake McQuaid, and Greg Zerline. Those guys have been together uh, since way back in the St. Louis days and have been continuing to dominate the special teams era. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your 53-man roster for the Los Angeles Rams. So with that, we're off and running on Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams. Again, we want to give a big shout-out to Mac Waldron for sponsoring the first week of the NFL season. And again, their mission is simple to make sure all of your basics are smartly designed and shopping for them is easy and convenient. If you haven't checked them out, go to MacWaldron.com. They focus on smart design, premium fabrics. Mac Waldron will be your most comfortable underwear, socks, shirt, undershirt, hoodie, sweatpants. They got you covered in anything you're looking for, and that's what's awesome about Mac Waldron. They are a brand new sponsor of our show, so I actually just have been kind of scoping out their website, and like I said, super easy to get around. They've got tons of awesome stuff. It's made for comfort. It's made for men. One of my favorite things about them is their guarantee. If you don't like your first pair, you keep it, and they refund your money. No questions asked. And of course, Locked On has got your back. For 20% off your first order, just visit MacWaldron.com and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's MacWeldon, M-A-C-K. W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code locked on. Get you 20% off your first order. We'll be right back. Tuesday edition, Locked On Rams, right after this. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, welcome back. Second segment, Locked On Rams. We are excited to be back, and I am excited to be back in Los Angeles. I flew out to Chicago over the weekend for just a kind of a quick three-day weekend. It was a fantasy football extravaganza. I saw some friends on the Friday night I was in there. Saturday, 10-person fantasy draft, all 10 guys there, bunch of fun. Sunday, 10-person fantasy draft, had about seven there, a couple others drafting from other locations, but we did an awesome thing. This league, I love it over the years. You know, when you decide to do a fantasy football draft and you got to figure out the order of the draft, a lot of times you just go into the ESPN app or whatever it is, like we did in our Lockdown Rams Fantasy League. You just let it auto-select like an hour before the draft. It just kind of rotates all the people, and it's just a random selection, uh, and you kind of just open it up, and you're like, oh, I'm the number four pick. That was cool. Not really, but all right, I'm four pick. Here we go. We're drafts in an hour. We like to do it a little bit different. Uh, in past, we did a horse race. We watched a horse race. We all picked out of a hat a horse. It had the horse's name, the horse's odds, and then we watched that horse race. And however the horse race finished, that was our draft order. That was a bunch of fun. Uh, we did random beers in the middle, and you just basically free-for-all, go grab a beer, turn the label around. That was your draft pick. That was uh, a little fun, too. But this year was super fun. One of my buddies brought his Xbox and has like a WWF slash WWE wrestling game. Instead of using actual wrestlers, we inputted a bunch of characters like like Batman and Santa Claus and Steve Harvey was one, Jason, Thanos, God, all these characters into a Royal Rumble. Again, we did a blind draw where you picked a name out of a hat. That was your character. And he just ran this thing on a simulation, 10-person WrestleMania Royal Rumble style it was awesome. I'm not a big wrestling fan. I'm not a big wrestling video game fan. But to watch this simulation and watch us all go crazy for this fantasy thing, I actually had God, thank you very much, figure that was going to be a good one. His overall rating was 100. Batman was also 100. Uh, Batman got thrown out pretty early, but it was God and Thanos down to the end. Thanos ends up clotheslining me over the ring. I get the two pick. Uh, he went with Kamara. I got Barkley. Can't be mad at that. Had a bunch of fun. Uh, that draft went late into the night. I had an early morning flight the next day. Get to the airport. Pure madness as far as, you know, just getting there on time. I'm sweating. I'm probably like the stinky hungover guy on the plane. Get to the plane. Bored. Everything looks great. Should be landing in LA around 11, 1130. I'm going to get in. I'm going to do a Monday podcast. We're going to then record again for a Tuesday podcast. All is well. I'm not feeling the best. Had a, a couple of bender weekend of fantasy football. But we have an issue with the plane. They actually take us all off the plane. 
They can't find a new plane for us. We can't use this one. We end up being delayed for about two and a half hours. We finally get on a plane. Then we sit on the tarmac for another hour, hour and a half, going nowhere. Finally get up in the air, land in LA, but now LA's got no spot for us. We sit on the tarmac again for an hour, an hour and a half. I end up getting back at like 7.30 at night. At this point, I gotta turn around and just do a Tuesday episode. So that is my crazy weekend story, my crazy flight story that kind of ruined a Monday edition. I should have brought my mic. I probably could have recorded one in the airport. Didn't think that far ahead. Thought I could pull this off slick, but I'm glad to be back. Opening week in the NFL. I know it's late, but I'm going to put out a link on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all over the place uh, to do a pick them, aka survivor pool, more like it. You pick a team to win that week, just one team. If it wins, you move on to the next uh, we'll have kind of a three buy-in rule. And when I say buy-in, it doesn't cost money, but you kind of get three lives along the way uh, to continue on. Uh, I'll get that set up. Tomorrow is my goal. So this will be Tuesday as you guys are listening. I'll send it out. We'll have two days. I know I should have done this a lot earlier, uh, but things have been crazy with doing the fantasy football stuff, doing the podcast, as well as uh, doing the full-time job. So uh, we'll get that up. And if it's 10 of us doing it, awesome. I know some of you guys wanted in in that fantasy football. If you didn't make it, Jump on in. We'll do this. It'll be a fun way to do it. I'll still rack up some prizes for you guys. So if you get to the end, you end up winning the thing, I'll get you something. Maybe it's a $50 gift card to the NFL shop, something like that. We'll make it fun. Uh, but we got more to get to here on the Tuesday edition. We talked to you about the roster on the other side, some of the surprises, nothing that's going to blow your mind. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, waking up and seeing Andrew Whitworth cut. I mean, that would have changed the world, right? But that didn't happen. Uh, we're talking about the difference of a Troy Reader over a Dakota Allen, two guys that are really young. We don't even really know what we've got yet on either of these guys. So as much as I was a little disappointed about that one in particular, I still think Troy Reader's an athletic guy. I think it's interesting to see. I, I'm questioning his ability to cover in uh, at that linebacker role. Uh, he had a couple plays this preseason where he kind of got broken down in the open field. That also made me a little bit nervous about his athleticism kind of east to west. But they like something about him, man, whether he's a student of the game, asking all the right questions. He's still got some athletic ability, so we'll see how that kind of shakes out. But other than that, man, we had a couple other spots, but... For the most part, you got to feel really good about how this team was put together. Probably the deepest Rams 90-man roster that we've ever seen. And there's kind of facts to kind of back that up. Obviously, we knew when we cut some of these players that, you know, a lot of them were going to clear waivers and be put on the practice squad. But some of them were going to be snagged up. I didn't expect for it to be five. Five players claimed off waiver wire. And just to kind of put that in perspective, only four teams in the last 20 years, have had five players or more claimed off the initial waiver wire. Five teams. That's insane. And looking around the NFL, only the Patriots were really close. They had four claimed. The Bills had three. Ravens had three. Eagles, Packers, Vikings, Cardinals, and Bengals all had two. That's telling you something. Around the NFL, people were watching what the Rams were doing. There was depth at multiple positions. We talked about it. That's why the end of this roster was so tough. But John Franklin Meyer... Brandon Allen, what? Brandon, what? Am I watching different football? John Wolford doesn't get picked up. Brandon Allen does. I, I'll let the fight. Okay, I like it. Let that go. Kaderil Hodge, Kevin Peterson, and Stephen Parker were all claimed off waivers. Obviously, some of those names are a little disappointing to see go. Not only to see go, but one, you were kind of hoping they'd land on a practice squad. Or two, you really kind of hope they'd land on the 53. Kaderil Hodge really being one of those guys. 
I think John Franklin Myers was a big surprise. Kevin Peterson, uh, he was on actually Pro Football Focus's all preseason team. He had two interceptions, looked really good coming off of that injury. Steven Parker, balled out, great safety that comes up to the line, makes plays, not afraid to kind of stick his head in the mix and make a tackle. Uh, all those guys hopefully will be successful elsewhere, or if not, maybe somewhere some way, shape, or form, they find their way back in horns here in Los Angeles. But uh, best of luck to all those guys. Taking a look at what that kind of did for our practice squad, I mentioned a second ago, but John Wolford, quarterback, a.k.a. Bears QB crush, made it to the practice squad, as well as O-line Jeremiah Colone. We talked about only keeping three running backs. Well, John Kelly cleared waivers. He'll be our fourth running back, but on the practice squad, Jake Gervais coming in at safety, Landis Durham outside linebacker, Dante Dion in the secondary, Marquise Copeland, D-tackle, Chandler Brewer, offensive line, really cool story, we shared that a few weeks back, Kendall Blanton, one of the guys I was really hoping kind of made that push for that tight end, he ends up on the practice squad, Dakota Allen wraps up that 10-person practice squad, I don't think we're done seeing Dakota Allen, but uh, kind of glad he wasn't snagged up by another team that could have made it 6 players from the Rams and really shocked that John Wolfer didn't get picked up. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just us Ram fans that love this guy, but uh, really loved what he did in the preseason. That wraps up our 10-man practice squad. These guys are already out. Uh, McVay did a little press conference today, said they kind of had a really light walkthrough today, kind of everything above the shoulders, all the game planning and trying to figure out the walkthrough, that type of stuff today. Very casual day, but he said they got a lot of work done, and it was nice to see all those guys out at practice as a unit and looking at them as a whole. He doesn't have to worry about decisions anymore. It's now game planning, getting ready for those Carolina Panthers. What we'll do is step aside, take a break. We'll be back. We'll wrap it up on that third segment. We'll start taking a peek at those Carolina Panthers as well as we got Bill Rossetti tomorrow from Lockdown Panthers on. Really excited about our first crossover. Don't forget we're doing that every Wednesday here on the network, crossing it over with the host of the opponent for that week. It's going to be an exciting segment we're doing here on Lockdown Rams and across the Lockdown Podcast Network. Also, another thing exciting that is going on I want to share with you guys now that football is back. That means DraftKings is back. It is the leader in one-day fantasy football and has a huge week one contest. This one starts this Thursday night when Chicago Bears take on the Green Bay Packers. The kickoff season is a single game showdown with 2.5 million in total prizes. 2.5 million up for grabs. It's simple. Just draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using promo code LOCKEDON will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the extra sweat of watching the game like having a shot to win a million dollar payday included that it's for free when you enter the promo code LOCKEDON if you're a new member at DraftKings. All you gotta do is download the app now, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and for a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. And also don't miss that extra special week one bonus. Enter promo code LOCKEDON to get a free shot at a million dollars with your first deposit. Again, that's LOCKEDON, only at DraftKings. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. 
Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment, opening show of the opening week of the NFL season. I don't think you guys understand how jacked I am for this, and I'm sure you guys are as well, but been waiting this whole offseason, talking everything under the sun to get us to this day. Top 10 list, looking across the NFL, talking about other teams, talking about potential free agents, looking at the draft, doing mock drafts, having guests on. We've done it all this offseason, and now we're finally here. We've gone over the 53-man roster. We'll continue to kind of break it down over the next day or two as we kind of get ready and turn this thing around, getting ready for week one. And then we are going to, in the mix, rolling off the next 17 weeks as we kind of navigate through this season, this schedule, these Rams looking to stay healthy. And it's something that you hope they can do. And if you're looking at it from a perspective of age, the, the Rams are the 10th youngest roster in 2019 each year they always kind of put out this list and and rank it from top to bottom uh last year i mean it's nothing to worry about 10 is a nice place to come in we really average at 25.6 years old last year 25.5 so almost identical to where we were last year does it mean much Eh, probably not patriots who had the third oldest team in the league last year won the super bowl they come back this season with the oldest team The nice thing about this Rams roster, and probably why we ranked 10th, is looking at some of those key additions that we got. Uh, Even looking on the offense side, we've got a few key veterans on both sides of the ball that add some age, some wise veteran leadership to it uh, with the mix of some of these young guys that we brought in. Also, some of the undrafted free agents that made the team. So a nice mix, a nice balance. 10 is about where you feel you want to be. That kind of gives you that idea of you got some youth, you got some young guys, some up-and-coming talent that not only can you be good now, but you can be good for the next couple of years. And then also you kind of balance out with those older veteran guys that are kind of those player coaches on the field that you can kind of have these young guys coach them up, learn, and kind of take this team to the next level. So I uh, love what Les Need has done with this roster. We talked about all those guys that went off, five guys that went and signed on other teams, really being one of five teams in the last 20 years to do that. Just shows you what this organization and Les Need, Sean McVay, the coaching staff, has really put together an amazing balanced roster. But for now... We're moving forward to Carolina. We start the season on the road, traveling across the country. We have got a big target on our back. We know that. We had a pretty big target on our back last year, but going to the Super Bowl, being this high-octane offense, the questions that with Todd Gurley, the newcomers on the defense, we have got a massive target, and it starts with a very tough challenge, even though if you look back to last year, the Carolina Panthers kind of fizzled out and didn't look as tough as they really probably should have. 
Carolina finished last season seven and nine, including a two and seven record in one score games. Five of those one score losses were part of a seven game losing streak that knocked the Panthers out of the playoffs. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. If the Rams can keep this close, or obviously we'd like to go in there, win by a couple scores, but uh, they're not coming off a great feeling in close games. They still got to prove. I know this is a new team, a new year, a new cam, all that type of stuff, but can they prove they can win that close game to kick off the season, especially when you're facing the NFC champs, Los Angeles Rams here. Uh, but a couple of things that kind of came out of Carolina over the weekend as we talk about cuts and things that kind of were surprising. I want to talk about a few of them. We'll get to Cam Newton and we'll talk with Bill Rossetti about these tomorrow and, and continue to expand on some of these topics. But one that caught my eye, could be interesting to watch, is the kicking game. We talk about special teams, kind of always gets forgotten about in the big picture, but how important it is, and we saw with Greg Zerline last year, and really looking over the past couple of years, has had an opportunity, if he could have stayed healthy, he might have broke the NFL record for most points scored in a single season. We know that that position is important. It got us to the Super Bowl. But Graham Gano, their kicker, was placed on season-ending IR. He will no longer have the kicking duties for the team. That now goes to Joey Sly. Gano's been out since the beginning of training camp. He actually hurt his planting knee. As we go back to Joey Sly, who's going to be filling in for him. He's a 23-year-old rookie who successfully converted on all four of his extra point tries and seven of eight field goal attempts, including a 59-yarder against the Steelers past Thursday. Lone miss came on a block, so... Although this is a story we're talking about, it's actually weirdly could be an upgrade for them. So maybe it's not as big of an impact. We'll see what the weather's like uh, there in Carolina. Obviously, we know all of the hurricane and crazy stuff happening in the south. And there's talks of how that storm is going to move. It might hit up north, but then go back out to the coast. So you may see some rain and things like that that could make a little bit of a difficult kicking situation. Uh, we'll see how that kind of plays into it. I don't think it's anything where we're talking game canceled or move or anything crazy weather-wise, uh, but you may see some sort of conditions still kind of change because of this, and that could affect the kicking game. So that's one thing to kind of keep an eye on. But I guess really the big story as far as a wide receiver release was Torrey Smith. I just remember Torrey Smith kind of caught his big-time action early on with the Baltimore Ravens. He's been coming back and working his way back from a knee injury. Looking back to last year, he posted a career low in games, 11, receptions, 17, and receiving yards, 190. Smith was ultimately passed up for two other receivers claimed on the waiver wires on Sunday for Carolina. So they're still trying to figure out that wide receiver position, but Torrey Smith no longer in the cards. We'll talk to Bill Rossetti tomorrow to get a complete Cam Newton update. Uh, they've said since he got that ankle injury, and I think it was week three of the preseason, could have been two, um, but that he's going to be fine. It was a not as bad as they originally thought. Uh, they rested him up, and he should be a go. But again, an ankle injury, maybe he's 70%, 80%, but what does that do for Cam as a guy who likes to continue to move around, uh, get outside the pocket, and create plays with his legs? So we'll see. This is a very physical Rams defense. But with that, we will call it a day. We will call it a Tuesday episode, Lockdown Rams. Your team, every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. Go give us a follow, Lockdown Rams, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LA underscore Rambling Bears, the personal. Hit me up, say what's up, ask a question for the crossover, any of the guests we have on. We got an exciting rest of the week. We got football on Thursday. Life is good. I'm back in California. We're excited to keep this thing rolling. But with that... You know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace.
Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.